This is the Timepieces History Podcast, brought to you by Gudrun Lorette, the expert in using modern marketing methods for the traditional heritage sector. Each bite-sized show shares the story of a place, person or object from the past in around 10 minutes. And now, here's today's show. Hello and welcome to the Timepieces History Podcast. Today, in episode 9, we're looking at Roman York. As ever, I'd love to know what you think of these episodes. Please come and find me on Twitter, at Gudrun Lorette, or leave a comment on your audio player of choice. Alternatively, you can pop me a message onto the relevant podcast page over at gudrunlorette.com forward slash podcast, where you'll find show notes, useful links, and an episode transcript. No email address is required for any of that. York is probably more famous for the Vikings who gave it its modern name, and undoubtedly the Jorvik Centre is one of its biggest tourist draws. But long before the Northmen, the city, known then as Ibaracum, was important to the Romans. The name, incidentally, probably means place of the yew trees, from the word Iburos for yew trees and Akon belonging to. In 1871, the Romans were back in Britain, having gone backwards and forwards several times over the previous decades. Governor Petilius Cerealis, who was serving as an administrator, had responsibility for the legions and was placing them at strategic points around the country. He went northwards with the Nine Hispana Legion and had abandoned the River Ouse beside York. They built a fortress, which was also supplied by ships coming up the Humber from the sea. Although this was a low site, access to the rivers Ouse, Foss and Humber gave it other advantages. And being a key seaport, Ibarakan would have been a bustling cosmopolitan town full of international merchants and visitors. The Ninth Legion played a key role in the battle against the Brigantes, which took place not long after the fort was built. They controlled the largest part of northern England, with what is now Yorkshire at its centre. We know that the Legion remained in the city until 108, because their name was carved onto a new stone placed in the fort around that date. However, they're never mentioned again. A few years later, Hadrian's Gover set up eight Victrix in York in their place. There are several theories as to what happened to the Ninth, helped along by numerous fictional stories dating back to at least 1954, when a children's author said they were last seen disappearing into the mists over Caledonia. They even make an appearance in Doctor Who, when the Twelfth Doctor is unable to prevent them from spending eternity fighting the Eaters of the Light, although they do save humanity by doing so. The truth is probably less romantic than the authors would like. Nine Hispanas simply went elsewhere, which was the norm for legions towards the end of the Empire. Some evidence of the Ninth has been found in Holland after that date of 108. As at Vindolanda, the Romans immersed themselves into local life in the area around Ibaracum and facilitated the building of towns. However, these were designed primarily for shopping rather than dwellings. Jet workshops have been found at York, perhaps with the raw materials brought in from nearby Whitby and Robin Hood's Bay to be made into jewellery. Soldiers would have flocked to towns and cities like York when they weren't on duty and availed themselves of goods and services provided by canny business people who knew what, exactly what the army wanted. Later evidence has been found of tile and pottery manufacturers, suggesting that as military occupation eased, the local populace was given more freedom to set up an industry. There was also a big textile industry supplying garments to the soldiers. There was a guild of some sort in York, as records have been found showing this, but unfortunately we do not know what its members did. We do know, though, that guilds were regulated by the Roman government, allowing them to both support and control merchants and craftsmen in the area. In 211 AD, according to Patricia Southern in her book Roman Britain, York was a town of low status, or municipium, although it was still significant enough to be used by the emperors as a base during their campaigns. 
Hadrian, Septimus Severus and Constantinus I were all based in the city at various times, and after the latter's death, his son Constantine, later known as Constantine the Great, was proclaimed emperor in York. A statue commemorating him sits outside of the Minster today. It was either Severus or his son, Caracalla, who upgraded York to a colonial city, and in fact it was named the capital of Upper Britain, or Britannia Inferior. Severus had arrived in York in 208 to go to war with the Caledonians, but died three years later. His two sons, Caracalla and Geta, were named as co-successors. Caracalla had already ruled alongside his ageing father. However, the unfortunate Geta only held the title of emperor for a few months. His brother had him bumped off quite quickly. Caracalla, formerly known as Marcus Aurelius Antoninus, ruled alone for six years and is considered by some to be the most tyrannical of all the rulers, which is quite a claim when you think about some of the previous emperors. Forced into an arranged marriage, Marcus Aurelius managed to execute his father-in-law for treason and probably ordered the murder of his wife, mostly because he didn't like her. Caracalla was himself murdered in 217, stabbed to death mid-P by a soldier enraged at being turned down for promotion, bringing to end his brutal campaigns in Turkey and Iran, Parthia at the time. Incidentally, Caracalla was a nickname given to Marcus Aurelius because of his habit of wearing a hooded cloak, or a Caracalla. Constantine the Great was proclaimed emperor almost 100 years after the death of Severus and managed to finally unite the entire empire after decades of unrest. He didn't stay in Ibarakum long, but he did oversee the appointment of the first ever Christian bishop, having converted himself to Christianity in 312. He soon headed off for Trier in Germany, his base for his military campaigns throughout the country. He also abandoned Rome as the capital of the empire and founded his own city, Constantinople, which is now Istanbul in modern-day Turkey. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to drop me a review. And if you work in the heritage sector, you might be interested in a copy of my ebook giving you five content ideas for marketing your site. Please tune in on Thursday for more Ancient Rome facts. Thank you for listening to the Time Pieces History Podcast. Don't forget to listen next time for more quick history facts.